Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner. Hello, everybody. This is Sandy, and I am a dating and love coach at LastFirstDate.com. Welcome to Last First Date Radio. We are an acclaimed show about attracting and sustaining healthy relationships in midlife. Every week I bring you in-depth interviews with top experts and cutting-edge authors in the field of dating and relationships. Today I'm going to be speaking with award-winning author Susan Orozco about how to let go of Mr. Wrong and the past he rode in on. As a dating coach for women over 40, I am passionate about helping women honor and value themselves in order to live their most empowered and vibrant lives and to attract their best partners. Unfortunately, I've witnessed too many women who give up their value and accept crumbs of attention from men. And I have to say that I did it most of my life, which is why it's now my mission to help thousands of women all over the world become women of value by letting go of past loves and releasing releasing their old wounds, patterns, and subconscious behaviors that sabotage their relationships. I help them cultivate confidence and inner trust so they can comfortably open their hearts, be more vulnerable, and create deeper and more meaningful connections with men. And I help them to understand men and ignite their femininity and communicate their needs to inspire a man's commitment for lasting love. This is my mission, and if you want to fast-track your journey to becoming a woman of value who attracts her, attracts her best partner, I invite you to join me at my very first live retreat. It's the Woman of Value Live Retreat, and it's November 2nd through the 4th. It's coming up really soon, and it's in downtown Stamford, Connecticut, just 45 minutes from New York City. There are only 15 tickets left, and registration is going to close next week on October 18th. So you can find out more and join us by going to lastfirstdate.com forward slash women-value-live-retreat, women-value-live-retreat. I hope you join us. We only have... 20 seats all together, so tickets are going, and um, it is going to be rich and transformative. And believe me, I've been to a lot of conferences where the material was fluff, the price was much higher, and I walked away without any real depth of transformation. So that's not what I'm about. Um, I'm really, really passionate about helping women really transform their self-worth. So I hope you join me. And now for my special guest, Susan Orozco is an award-winning author, a certified master hypnotherapist, and emotional freedom practitioner. She has authored three books, and her latest book is titled, Don't Invite Mr. Right Until Mr. Wrong is Gone, 10 Steps to Attract the Love of Your Life. She works with women who are serious about finding Mr. Right, but struggle with limiting thoughts and beliefs that keep them down and alone. She helps women stop chasing the perceived quality catch and instead become the quality catch. Hey, sounds a lot like my woman of value mission. By becoming Ms. Right, a woman becomes stronger, happier, sexy, and confident. That's when Mr. Right will come to her. 
So welcome to the show, Susan. Very excited about this topic. Thank you for inviting me, Sandy. It's very exciting to be here with you. Uh, thanks. Well, my pleasure. And as you can see, we share a mission to help women become Ms. Right. So yes. let's <laughs> talk about your book. What inspired you to write it? Oh, wow. Well, what I was noticing, not just with myself, but my friends as well as I was growing up, is that we were just always on a mission to find Mr. Right. We were just getting our nails done, our hairs done, and getting our tan and just getting everything, uh, trying to look perfect for this guy so we can get Mr. Right in our lives. And all we kept getting was a string of Mr. Wrongs. But what I learned later uh, as I started to do my inner work within myself was that as long as I still was holding on to a lot of the pain in the past that Mr. The, the Mr. Wrongs in my past had brought to me, and I was holding on to this, these lessons, so-called lessons that I thought I had to hold on to in order to become more mature and sophisticated when it came to attracting a man, were really just standing in my way, and they were holding me back because they were they, they kept me in a cycle of uh, being in the mentality of the Mr. Wrongs. I was attracting all the Mr. Wrongs, and that cycle had to break. And so that's mm-hmm. when I learned and I realized that Mr. Wrong had to be gone in order for Mr. Right to come in. And Mr. Right meant my future, and Mr. Wrong meant my past. So I had to let go of that past and invite mm. the future. Mm-hmm. So Mr. Wrong being your type, your the people you were attracted to, is that what you're, is that what you're saying? I think the Mr. Wrongs, were really just a string of soulmates, pretty much. They were just there to reflect back to you where you were wrong within yourself. Your own insecurities would come to the surface whenever you're with a Mr. Wrong or anyone else who is wrong for you. But they, whenever, whenever you're struggling with someone, with another person, it's because there's something within you that you're struggling with. And that you will see that it's like a mirror. It will mirror it back to you, and you'll see that that really is an insecurity that's within you that needs to be tended to, needs to be addressed. Hmm. And I I so, do it with emotional freedom techniques, EFT mm-hmm. we call it. And when, when you're able to isolate an insecurity, uh, a feeling of unworthiness or um, a feel, uh, some feelings that you may have about the, uh, the, the other gender, the opposite sex, or feelings you might have about, negative feelings you have about yourself, all of this can be dealt with emotional, with emotional freedom techniques. Because what those techniques do is help you release that negative energy. And when that negative energy is released, you f- you're free of that past. Because it's not a temporary release, it's a permanent release. You really do shift in mindset. You actually start perceiving things differently, feeling differently, and you become a different person. Mm-hmm. Well, I know that whatever technique anybody uses, that when you really make those positive shifts that stick, it is so permanent and it changes everything. So so tell us a little bit more about EFT and how that works. Emotional freedom techniques is like an umbrella term because underneath it there's all different kinds of them. The one that's the most well-known is tapping by Gary Craig where he uses the meridian points, the same meridian points that uh, Chinese acupuncture uses when they use the needles. But in his technique, you know, there's no needles. It's just a tapping with your fingers, and you tap on certain techniques. Uh, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, in certain areas of your of your body. And you can find these meridian points on YouTube if you were just to uh, uh, go into YouTube and search tapping 
or Gary Craig, and all kinds of videos will come up showing you that. But there's other kinds of EFT. There's the Sedona method, which is one of my favorites, and there's uh, the fast EFT, faster EFT. There's all kinds of them, and you and and they all work. I tried a lot of them, and they they do all work. Some are faster than others. Some do deeper work than others. But what they do is they remove the negative energy that that's sort of like in your aura, if you will. It, they're in your atmosphere, in your inner self, and in your emotional system. You carry them with you, and when you carry them with you, they taint your perception. You see things differently when there's so much negativity, and you 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 also project that, and other people feel it. Have you ever felt that, Sandy, like if you're with someone and they're just a real downer or you just feel uh-huh. something about them, you know, and that's that negativity. And Mr. Wright, if he's out there, he, he'll just, he, he's going to just walk right past you and have nothing to do with you if that is the energy that you're sending out. So in order uh-huh. to get Mr. Wright in your life, those things have to be fixed. Yeah, I totally hear it. You know, um, I'm Jewish, and yesterday I was in synagogue. I was sitting next to a woman at the end of the service. She turned to me and she said, I like your aura. (laughs) (laughs) And I I really hadn't said a word to her. We were just standing next to each other, but she felt positive energy off of me, and I thought that was so cool. And Um, that's how it is when you're meeting meeting anybody, and that includes uh, the men in your life, yeah. Yeah, and I think that people subconsciously put out so much energy that they're not aware of. Um, I I saw something on Facebook yesterday of a woman who was on a date, and the man wrote her a note at the end and said, you seem lovely, you have a really nice smile, but I didn't see it very often. And you have really sparkly eyes, but often they 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 looked, you know, upset and not not happy and not engaged and and she she wrote this as a negative thing like how dare he write this about me and i was thinking he's giving you great information and he's trying to give you a gift and she and then at the end of, of like all these women saying oh he's a horrible person oh he's such a jerk and all the bad names came out yeah. and i'm thinking you know why doesn't she learn that, that that this is something that she can really improve? And at the very end, she wrote, you know, I don't always smile very much on dates. I've been told that before. Okay, information. Yes. <laughs> information you can use instead of blaming the man. And that's what I mean what I mean when I say Mr. Wrong needs to be gone. The the sadness in her eyes, the inability to smile or the the the, uh, the lack of desire to smile was because of the past that's within her that she's still remembering and holding on to, perhaps not on a conscious level, but on a subconscious. Mm-hmm. And that's where it's coming through. On a conscious level, you're thinking, hey, I'm approachable. I'm sitting here. I want to talk. I want people to come near me. But yet when you think no one's looking, the the, the sadness comes out in your eyes and there's no need to smile. But the minute someone comes into your your air, you know, your your um, atmosphere, you start to uh, smile and all of a sudden you come alive. No, be alive all the time. And, and yep. I'm not saying be alive and fake it, be alive. Be really alive all the time. And the way to do that is to let go of the past and let go of the pains and the negativity and the emotions and the beliefs that are in your subconscious that are causing this sadness in your eyes, this Mr. Wrongs from the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that people don't realize that they're that they are putting out that energy and also the tone of voice 
and and every little word I, I have a client who just joined me and um she wanted to add the word stress into her essay for her profile essay for online dating and she also wanted to talk about in these difficult times that we live in today. And I said, you know what, that's just putting a damper on this whole thing. It's like somebody's going to latch on to those words and say she's a stressed out woman who really focuses on negativity. And I said, you know, let's talk about the positives. I, I also did a profile for a man who has Asperger's, and I didn't include anything about his Asperger's because, he has plenty of time to talk about that when he dates. But I highlighted all of his positive qualities because he's a very loving, kind, amazing guy. And I think that you don't want to be labeled by something. You want somebody to get to know who you are. And so I think we tend to label ourselves, you know, whether we have something that's diagnosable or not, but we tend to put so many beliefs upon ourselves that limit us. Yeah, and it's important to get to know yourself as well because who are you when you think you know yourself, who are you really knowing? Are you knowing your negativity? Are you knowing your insecurities and your uh, feelings of unworthiness and uh, the the painful past you may have had? Is this what you mean when you say I know myself? Or who mm-hmm. would you be if you could actually release that energy? What would surface? Who would you become? And that's the person you should know because that's the Mm -hmm. person that you really are. That's who you really are. Yeah. Yeah, it's like taking the veil off and, you know, becoming that person. So, um, Yeah, by becoming Ms. Right is when mm -hmm. you actually come into your true self as to who you really are. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, so let's talk about soulmates for a minute, because you mentioned before, and that's a that's a trigger word for a lot of people. But w- I want to yeah. know what's your belief about soulmates? Yeah, my I guess my definition of soulmate is different than others, but I I believe everybody has a lot of soulmates. There's more than one, and it's and they're and very few are romantic. They're mostly here as mates that were. Uh, that were they have a relationship with you on the soul level that are going to help you come here and accomplish what you came on this earth to do. And a lot of that is to release who you are not, becoming more true to who you really are. And so they're here to reflect back to you your insecurities and your your weaknesses so that you can strengthen them. Now, Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of soulmates come in the form of ex-boyfriends or ex-girlfriends or people you're really having a struggle with, like a boss or a coworker or even parents. Uh, siblings, cousins, uh, neighbors, schoolmates. But these people come, they, they, they make a big imprint on your life. They show you something about yourself that you hate. And as a result, you end up hating that person. But what's really going on is that it's, they're reflecting to you something that exists within you that needs to be overcome, uh, uh, that needs to be resolved, healed, to put it a better way. And, uh, for example, Say you have a, uh, an ex-boyfriend who cheats on you. Now, the first thought you get when you find out that he's being disloyal to you is you start feeling insecurities. I'm not good enough. I'm too fat. I'm too old. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not sophisticated enough. Uh, I'm whatever. You've got, you got this whole list of reasons. It's the first thing that comes into your mind, even before you get angry. <laughs> but the insecurities set in first. And that's where you are as far as what needs to be fixed. 
I remember one time when um, this lady asked, she said to me, I want you to sit down and I want you to write down ten things that you want in a man. What do you think, all the, uh, the little traits and characteristics you think he should have, your ideal man. And I wrote down all these things. I want him to be strong. I want him to be uh, support me. And I want him to believe in me. And I want him to, to be able to do this and this. And I had all this whole list of things. And then she said, okay, now I want you to look at that list again. She said, and those are the things on that list that you need to build within yourself. Mm-hmm. So that's when I learned that it, I was looking outside of me. I was looking for a man to be my hero, to come and fix me, and to make all these things uh, um, appear in my life so that I, I could be stronger and a better person. He would make an honest woman out of me and, and, a, and, a, and a safe. He would make my life safe, and he would keep me safe. And these are the things that I thought was his job to bring to me. When I realized they weren't, they, was, uh, they were my job. I was supposed to be doing those things for myself. That's when I learned that I could be my own hero. So instead of being the constant damsel in distress looking for a man to to, to rescue me, I, I learned to be the hero and rescue myself. So I think anyone uh, who, who comes and gives you and reflects back to you where you're weak and where you're being the damsel is where a soul, the, the job of a soulmate does that for you, showing you where you're weak and where you need to be strong. And when you understand that this is where he's coming from, for example, in the, the, uh, the, the example you just gave me about the guy writing to her and saying, you have beautiful eyes, I would like to see them sparkle more, I'd love to see your smile more, that was like a soulmate saying, this is where you're lacking, fix this because this is what I want, this is what we all want, all of us out here in the outer world where we're looking upon you, this is what we want, do this. Mm-hmm. So that that's a reflection back to you, and that's what soulmates do. So I think, how many soulmates do you have? Does everybody have? We have as many as it takes for us to to have that spiritual journey. So it's almost like your shadow self. It's it's really highlighting your shadows so that you can that you can work on those parts and bring out the best parts of you, right? Uh, well, according to EFT, it's showing you where your negativity is, where that energy needs to be released. And when mm-hmm. you, you you center you 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 uh, locate the uh, the negative energy, when someone points it out to you, and soulmates do that, they'll say, "Look, this is where you're insecure." They won't use those words; they'll, their behavior will show, and you'll be like, "Oh my God!" Like once again, the guy who's cheating on you. Oh my God! I, you, you get all these insecurities. I'm just not good enough. I'm too thin. I'm too fat. Whatever. But that is the insecurity that's being shown back to you, and that's where EFT can help you uh, release that negativity about how you feel about your body, to release mm-hmm. that negativity and, and how you feel about yourself. And if you have a past that has shame or guilt, how to release that shame and guilt, how to release those beliefs about yourself and those thoughts and those emotions that you have about yourself that can be released through emotional freedom techniques. And once they're released, it's an amazing feeling because what you feel is stronger, confident, and you feel sexy, and you feel uh, you're, you're, you're a hero, you're oh, your own hero. You feel amazing, and you become more and more of the le- on the level on, of Ms. Wright. And when you just release all of these negativities, men find you very attractive. The, the Mr. Wrights in this world find you very attractive because you're becoming on the level of Ms. Wright. Mhm. Yeah, very true. So, can you talk a little bit about your own journey to um once you started to really release 
these insecurities and the parts of yourself that were getting in the way. You became Ms. Wright. What happened in your life? I was brought up in a family of five brothers and a father from Mexico who was from the old country. And and uh, they have, an, in, in the old country in Mexico, and I'm sure this, this goes for a lot of the other old countries on this uh, on this earth, that they ha- they put more value on the boys than they do the girls. So uh, to my mom and dad, my five brothers is where they were so proud of them. They were, these are them. These are my boys, you know. And I was just like, I felt left out. Like, where do I belong? And I, I never felt that I belonged. They never played with me. They didn't want nothing to do with me. As they got older, I, I had cooties. And and then uh, <laughs> and, and and then not only that, but. You know, my father didn't want to talk to me. He had very little to do with me because it wasn't proper for a father to pay attention to this little girl. It just wasn't proper. And and then it took it a step further that we were the only people of color in our neighborhood. So our entire, my entire life was, I always felt like the outsider. You know, we, we were surrounded by uh, people that were not of color. And so we, we suffered a lot of uh, prejudice and, uh, and bullying and, and uh, there, there was just a lot of that kind of experience going on in our neighborhood, in our schools, and even in our own front yard. So I went through all of that. So I grew up feeling uh, I, almost like I was invisible. I remember sometimes I would look in the mirror, and I really couldn't see myself. It would, it was like a television station that's off channel, like it's just not coming in right. It was all fuzzy. There was no clear me. There was really no me. I didn't know where I fit into the world, and through using EFT, I was not. I was then being able to release a lot of those feelings of unworthiness and being of no value because I was a girl, letting go of those feelings, and and I felt myself coming up and coming up. I, I, there was a real me that was emerging, and after releasing a lot of the shame and the guilt and the pain and and the uh, the the feelings of unworthiness and. And a lot of these, um, the the things I was brought up to believe about myself to the point where I, where I couldn't even look at myself in the mirror once even I did have an image, but I would only glance and check and see if I was still there. But I, I always found something wrong with me, and and all of those started going to the point where I could actually look in the mirror and say, I love you, you're beautiful. you know. And that took a lot of work, but I got there. And when I did... I realized that by releasing the negativity I felt about myself, about my childhood and my past and, and the Mr. Wrongs and, and the belief it, it, when I was younger, I thought the only real power I had was my sexual power and that men would come running around me because I was pretty and I was sexy. But I didn't like having that be my only power because what was going to happen to me when I got older, would I be then powerless? So that was a great motivation for me. And I got to the point where men weren't giving me that energy anymore, where they were saying, wow, Susan, I want to be with you. What I saw them saying now was, wow, Susan, I want to be like you. And that, to me, was a milestone. Like, I got somewhere. You know, I be- I became a good public speaker. I, I graduated from college, and I, I became a, a certified hypnotherapist, a, an author. I've won prizes and awards, and I have gone to places where even the men who I once thought would be seeking me out in a different way were now looking up to me, and that to me was I have I felt that I had overcome a lot of my negativity about myself. I became on the level of Ms. Wright, but I did that not by trying to change the men outside of me, but by changing me. Mm-hmm. 
That's a very inspiring story from where you came from to where you are today. And uh, congratulations. It's really very inspiring. Well, I think anybody can do this. I mean, if I can do it, mm-hmm. I think anybody can. You have to want yeah, to. No, you have I... to want the real you to emerge because you're under there, under those layers and layers of negativity. You're there. There's a beautiful, magnificent, sexy you under there that's confident and, and in that full of inner power person. I mean, you're in there, and that person cannot come out as long as you think that all this negativity is far more valuable. I totally agree with you. It's my mission to help women do the same thing. It's it's just so critical to living your best life, and when you're in that space, you attract everything good into your life. And I went through a similar transformation, so I can totally relate to to what you're saying. And I think so many of our listeners will be able to relate as well. Um, so basically, you know, just to recap, um, you're saying that the pain of the past, the pain of past boyfriends, colleagues, coworkers, um, people who made fun of you, they all hold the key to help us transform into our highest selves, right, by yeah. being our soulmates. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so let me ask you, because people think of soulmates as romantic, um, so can a soulmate also be a romantic partner that's a good partner for you, not just somebody who reflects back on the oh, negativity? Yes. And I found the love of my life. I married him 13 Ooh. years ago. And he, I feel, I feel like I'm still on my honeymoon with him. I mean, it's just, we're Aww. so still discovering each other, still so close, and we just can't wait to be together. At the whenever we're separated for whatever task, we can't wait to get back home. And we call each other. I'm on my way. Okay, I'll be there in ten minutes. I'll be there in fifteen. And we start talking about what we're going to make for dinner. And it's it's just amazing what life is like when you're not holding on to the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very true. Yeah, so the yeah I just wanted people to, to to not think that soulmates are only bad things or that no, they're they're all about negativity. Well, it's it's not even uh, it's what it is. I call it the love of your life. It's not even the soulmate. It's the love of your life. It's the person that that uh, that you just are going to you, you feel like <clears> you're going to melt into that person, and together you make one person, and it's it's a beautiful, magnificent, amazing feeling. You're still separate. You're still your individual self because that Mr. Right never takes you from who you really are. He adds to who you really are. He enhances what who you really are, and he brings out more of your good qualities. So, yeah, you have to get to the point where you're with a man who's able to do that and not a man who brings out your bad qualities. Mm-hmm. And so many women just miss the signs and you know and that's one of my passions too is to help shine a light on the signs of somebody who's really not there for you um who's who doesn't care about you as much as they care about maybe acquiring you maybe having sex with you but not really honoring and cherishing you and that's really when you cherish yourself you don't settle for anything less yeah Yeah. it just doesn't that just doesn't happen Mm-mm. Yeah, and it's 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 a it's a step by step process. I think a lot of people say, "Well, that sounds really hard," and you know, I've gone through. I had a horrible past. I, you know, how could it happen to me? And I have to say, you know, I've had contact with people who are who are handicapped, people who are older. Who I mean, my mother's eighty five, and she's 
going out on some great dates now. We, I just got her up online, and and she's met a man who really is into her, and he's he's a he's a great guy. And it's you know it's you could be 95 and find the love of your life. It's never you're never too old. It's never too late to do this really powerful inner work. So um, tell us how we can find your book and get in touch with you. You can find my book on Amazon.com. It's called uh, Don't Invite Mr. Right to Mr. Wrong is Gone, 10 Steps to Attract the Love of Your Life. And, uh, or you can just type in Susan Orozco. That's uh, Susan, S-U-S-A-N, last name is O-R-O-S-C-O, and uh, my book will come up. And uh, if you go into uh, to find my website, you can find all my, my books there also. You just type in uh, com, and all of that will come up. Or if, you, if it's easier for you to remember, my uh, website address is uh, unleashyourextremedream.com. So uh, all of those ways you can find me and you can find my book and my other books, and you will, you will see that there, there's a lot of things on my website that can help you, and they're for free. A lot of them are for free. The books are not, but there's a lot of articles and other information. There's audios and stuff that can help you as far as making that, uh, getting it started on that journey of being able to release the negativity that's going to enable and for your real self to emerge, to just start rising. And just imagine who you would be if you didn't have all that. I'm not saying the memory will be gone. You'll still have the memory, but the memory will be almost irrelevant because the emotion attached to it will be completely gone. And so what rises as a result is more of who you really are, and that is a beautiful, wonderful, loving, joyful human being. And that's who we all are underneath all that negativity. I love your message. Thank you so much, Susan Orozco, for coming on the show. And um, thank you all for listening today. And I hope that you all find your Mr. Right and go on your last first date very soon. Have a great day.